my older sister bought a house a couple of weeks after my 18th birthday. The house itself was beautiful. It had an old country style and a rustic theme to it, which I personally enjoyed. The house was out in the middle of the country. The nearest neighbor was five miles up the dirt road, and you couldn't see the house from the highway it was by. That was my favorite part about it, but still, it was peaceful. Now, the house had a basement that was fully furnished. It had its own kitchen, living room, two bedrooms, and a bathroom. That was cool as hell. The basement also had three doors for cars and a nice little workshop. The upstairs part of the house had four bedrooms and four bathrooms, a large kitchen, a dining room, and a computer room with double doors that locked not only on the door handle, but with an old-fashioned lock at the top of the door on the inside of the room. The washer and dryer were in a corner by the side door of the house. It was just beyond the kitchen. There was a small deck on the front side of the house, which faced the highway that couldn't be seen because of the field that was in front of it, and a small deck on the side of the house where the side door was that led out into the yard. There was a very large deck on the back of the house, too. I'm not sure how tall it was, but I know that you had to go down 22 stairs if you wanted to get down to the driveway. The house itself was incredible, and no one could believe that the previous owner wanted to sell it, yet they had their reasons. Their reasoning was that they wanted to travel across the country in their RV because they were both retired and it was a lifelong dream of theirs. Oh well, it was one hell of a deal for my sister. My other two siblings and I stayed at the house for the first time, about two days after my sister and her husband had finished moving in. My older sister and I had cooked dinner while everyone else explored the house. I had already had seen it due to the fact that I was the first one she showed it to, aside from her husband. We all ate dinner together in the dining room in celebration of their newest milestone in life, and played with my five-year-old nephew and two-year-old niece. We all stood out on the deck for a while after putting the kids to bed. It was so that my sister and I could have a cigarette before heading in to drink and play cards. It was, in all honesty, a perfect way to help my sister and her husband finish unpacking. The night went on as any normal night we would all be together. My younger brother, younger sister, and I slept in the computer room that night since it was pretty spacious and we wouldn't wake up the kids. Nothing out of the ordinary happened. I was, and still am, an intuitive person, in touch with my spirituality and such. I can assess any situation just by the feel of the atmosphere. However, that house did not give me any bad vibes at first. I wish it would have, because I never would have stepped foot into that place had I known what was going to happen in the following year. There were reasons that will remain unknown, but I moved in with my older sister a month before I graduated high school. Now, you have to understand that living out in the country meant that I had spotty cell phone reception. I didn't have my driver's license, and I didn't have a car, so after my sister's mother-in-law would pick me up from school, as well as my niece and nephew, and take us home, I would have to take care of them because her husband slept during the day. He worked from 10 o'clock at night until 7 o'clock in the morning. Now imagine how difficult that was at 18 years old. 
trying to take care of two small children, cooking dinner, cleaning the house, and doing laundry while trying to finish my homework. It was absolutely challenging, but somehow, I managed to do it. There was a particular night about two weeks after I had moved in that started everything. My niece and nephew were in the living room watching cartoons and playing with their toys while I was in the kitchen cooking dinner. It was about 5 o'clock in the evening, which was the normal time for dinner. I would peek my head out of the kitchen every once in a while to check in on the kids. I could hear them laughing and playing, so I would go back to cooking. This was happening for about 30 minutes before I felt someone tugging on my shirt. I looked down with a smile, thinking it was my niece wanting more juice or something, but there was no one there. My heart began to beat faster. As I peeked my head into the living room to see that the kids were still playing with their toys and watching cartoons, I shook off the weird incident, chalking it up to being my imagination and my worry about being home alone with the kids. I finished cooking dinner, fed both kids, and tried to do my homework in the living room, but I had an uneasy feeling the rest of the night. It felt like someone was watching me. That was just the first of many strange things to take place in that damn house. The next incident happened a few weeks later. My bedroom was next to the side door of the house, and directly across from the back door leading to the deck. I had always had an odd fear about doors being opened, which is silly, I know, but it legitimately freaks me the hell out. My older sister was in the living room, watching TV and drinking a glass of wine to try and wind down after a long day at work. The children were in bed, and I was in my bedroom trying to finish my homework, despite it being a Friday night. I had the television in my bedroom, Law & Order playing in the background, even though I had my headphones in with my rock music blasting loudly. I was so occupied with getting my probability and statistics homework done that I hadn't noticed the handle of my bedroom door twisting and turning. I heard a very distant bang on something, which caused me to take one of my earbuds out. No noise. I put the earbud back in when another bang sounded. I took both earbuds out this time, listening carefully to the weird noises just outside my room. There was the sound of scratching, which scared the holy hell out of me. I looked at my clock on the shelf above my bed to see that it was midnight when my five-year-old nephew screamed and came running into my room. I had asked him what was wrong, and the only thing the little man said was that he didn't want to sleep in his bedroom because of the man in his closet. It took an hour and a half for me to calm him down, but he finally fell asleep on my bed while I stayed up the rest of the night watching TV and listening for any strange noises. I would occasionally step out the back deck with my older sister to have a cigarette, but again, my room was directly across from the door, so we were able to keep an eye on my nephew. The third incident to happen was the following day. It was a Saturday, and I was down in the basement trying to clean up and help my sister unpack, when the atmosphere suddenly felt ominous, like something bad was about to happen. And we were listening to music, dancing around, and watching the kids play with their toys. I don't remember exactly what I was doing at that particular moment that I felt something touch the back of my neck, but I turned around to swat at the person because I thought it was my sister. 
My family likes to play jokes on each other as often as possible, especially when the other person isn't expecting it, but again, no one was there. I went back to what I was doing, but again, around five minutes later, something roughly tugged on the hood of my jacket. There was no one behind me, and that was when I realized that my sister and the kids had gone upstairs. I was completely alone in that cold-ass basement. I grabbed my phone, ran out of the room, and up the stairs to the kitchen. My sister asked me what the hell happened. I told her, but she just shrugged. Yeah, it sounds absolutely insane, but I swear to everything holy that this all actually happened. The entire summer passed by like that. Weird little things happening here and there, but nothing major. My nephew still refused to sleep in his room because of the man in his closet. My niece developed a liking and disliking of her bedroom. Her closet door would not shut no matter how many times someone would close it. My niece would play in the room alone during the day, but would wake up in the middle of the night crying and screaming bloody murder until someone would take her out of her crib. I'd given up my bed by that point to let my niece and nephew sleep in it while I slept on the floor. I I didn't mind having them in my room with me, considering that I made them feel safe and my nerves were calmer when it was my responsibility to make sure that they were safe and secure. August came around and it was time for me to go to college. I packed up everything I would need and headed off for the first time by myself. Mind you, I still didn't have a car, so that was a fun day of moving into the dorms. I figured that college was the perfect time for me to get away from all of the weird things happening in that house. Yet, the strange things started happening there too. Something had followed me to school, and it eventually took its toll on me. I would wake up in the middle of the night to a loud banging on the front door of my dorm. I would go outside to smoke a cigarette after realizing that no one was there. My roommates and I thought it was just the stupid boys in the football team messing with us, since the girls in the room above us were dating some of them, but that wasn't the case. I didn't go back home on the weeks for the first month that I was at college. I liked the fact that I was on my own, and that I had a dorm room all to myself, while my roommates were at home. The stupid weird stuff intensified when I was alone for the weekend. I wouldn't sleep at all, and began to miss my morning classes at the start of each week. It got to the point that I tried to avoid going to the dorm room whenever I had the chance. I did not want to be in the dorm room alone after that first month. My roommates and I decided that it was the best idea that at least two people stay for the weekend. That way no one would be alone when the odd things happened. They all started noticing the weird stuff too. I mean, how does a computer move around when every person in the dorm room was in class. It doesn't. We were the only four people with a key to our room, so there's no way that it was someone else trying to play a prank on us. Our closet door started to slide open during the night. The bathroom faucet would turn on at 3.30 every morning, and all of the cabinets and doors would be open when we woke up at 6 in the morning. My roommates and I had all had enough of that stupid crap by the end of the semester. I only attended college for that one semester due to reasons that are not going to be stated. December rolled around, which allowed me to clear my things out of my dorm room, packed up the car, and headed home for the holiday break. 
I hadn't really thought much about going back to that house, considering I had been away at school, hanging out with friends that I had made, and just generally enjoying the little freedom that I had. However, that all changed when my sister and I pulled into the driveway of that house. The dark and ominous feeling instantly overwhelmed me the second that I had gotten out of the car. I couldn't figure out what it was about that place, but something definitely gave me the creeps and I sure as hell did not like it. My sister and I headed into the basement and up the stairs as quickly as we possibly could in the dark. At this point, my sister was equally eerie about the house, since she had strange experiences of her own while I was away at school. There was one night where she was standing outside on the front porch when she heard someone say her name. She swears it sounded like my dad, however, it couldn't have been, considering he was at least 20 miles away. That wasn't the first time something like that had happened while we were outside. There was another night when we were outside, and we both heard laughing coming from below the deck. We looked over the railing with our flashlights, but no one was there. It scared the living hell out of us. We tossed our half-smoked cigarettes over the railing and ran inside. I locked the basement door, and we each went into our rooms and locked ourselves in. Thankfully, the children were in my bed, and I didn't mind sleeping on the floor again. There was also a time that my older sister woke up in the middle of the night due to a bad dream and saw a large black figure standing in the corner of her bedroom. She literally cried while telling me about it the next morning because it scared her half to death. I would often hear strange sounds coming from the basement. It was easy to hear in my bedroom considering the basement door was three feet from where my room was. I didn't like the basement after that ominous feeling began, after that strange sensation that we were never truly alone down there. It was difficult for me to actually go into the basement to feed the cats because it always felt like someone was watching me. The basement was freezing, even in the summer, and the air conditioning did not go down there. We never turned the air conditioner on in the basement. It saved money on the electric bill that way, yet it was always cold. My best friend at the time was spending a few days with me at the house because of personal reasons. It was just the two of us at the house this time. She was taking a shower while I was in the computer room with the door shut. I was on the computer, fairly certain I was writing a story for at least ten minutes, when something heavy hit the door. I could see the shadow of someone from underneath the door, and it quickly moved away, which absolutely scared the hell out of me. I waited until my heartbeat returned to normal before quickly leaving the room. I went to the bathroom where my friend was, opened the door, and no, we had no boundaries, to see if she had been the one who hit the door, but she was still in the shower and the carpet wasn't wet. She hadn't been outside of the bathroom. No one but us were in the house, so there's just one thing left for me to think. Whatever the hell was in the house did not want me there. I personally believe that it was happening because of me, and I still don't know how to feel about it. Now, I'm at the point where it doesn't bother me anymore, but seriously, screw all that stuff. I almost had one normal night in that house. My niece and nephew were at their grandparents' house, so my sister, brother-in-law, and I were sitting on the couch in the living room watching the movie Sinister. We'd had no incidents during the entire movie. If we did, we hadn't noticed. My sister and I cleaned up the coffee table, put the popcorn bowls in the sink, 
threw away the empty soda bottles, and said goodnight. I turned on the television in my room, locked my door, and was texting people for about five minutes before someone knocked on the door. I sat there frozen in fear, waiting to see if another knock would come, and sure enough, it did. I remember cautiously standing up from my bed and opening the door to see that no one was there. Another knock sounded on the door as soon as I had shut it. I pulled the door back open and slowly walked into the kitchen. I had just reached the kitchen counter when my sister jumped up from behind it. I raised my arm to hit her after jumping because she scared the hell out of me, not literally. She laughed for a few minutes, swore that she was going to bed, and watched me walk back toward my room. Her husband jumped out of my nephew's bedroom, which scared me so badly that I let out a panchy-like scream, and I literally had to step outside for a few moments because my hands were shaking so badly. My sister apologized to me while she stood on the back deck and smoked with me. We quickly finished, headed inside, and went back to our own rooms. I was sitting on my bed for about an hour and a half before the floor outside of my bedroom door started to creak. The shadow from the kitchen light pacing back and forth while the door handle jiggled. My phone was already on vibrate, so I quickly texted my older sister and asked her if she was in the kitchen and messing with me again. She said no. She sent me a picture of her and her husband in their bedroom watching TV, which was absolutely terrifying. Because something was outside of my room. I was very relieved when I realized that both doors to my bathroom were locked, as well as the door to my bedroom, because it prevented whatever was in the kitchen from getting into my room like it so desperately wanted to. That night would be the one that escalated all of the strangeness happening inside of that house. It's like watching that damn movie had stirred up whatever unseen thing was living in there with us, my nephew continued to be afraid of his room, still claiming the man in his closet was there, even though we would check every night before putting him to sleep. One time, my older sister had put my niece down for a nap in her crib. My brother and other sister were there. We were all watching TV while my nephew played with his toys in the living room floor. My niece woke up at some point in time and started crying because she wanted out of that damn room. My sister walked in there to grab her, and yelled for the three of us to come into the room. Me, my brother, and younger sister all ran into the room to see a knife sticking into the wall, between the bars of the cribs not more than a few inches above where my niece had been sleeping. Something, God, something, was trying to harm my innocent little niece, and that was the day where we all decided that there was seriously something wrong with the house. Pretty much every night there was a late night for me. I would be up in time for my nephew to knock on my door and crawl into bed with me. My niece also soon became afraid of her room. She had recently switched to a toddler bed by that time. She would wake up every night, run out of her room, and knock on mine. There was one particular night that my sister had to work a 16-hour shift, and her husband was at work. It was storming out quite badly that night. My cell reception was very spotty, and I still didn't have a car despite having a driver's license. My nephew was asleep in my bed. I too had fallen asleep, only to be woken up at midnight to my niece crying and yelling for me and knocking on my bedroom door. I jumped up faster than I had ever done before. I opened the door to see my niece in hysterics sitting on the floor outside of my room. I picked her up, 
shut the door behind me, and laid her in my bed. I soothed her back to sleep before leaving the room, and I left the door open. I stepped onto the back deck because I could see them. I sent my sister a text message to see what time she would be home. My sister texted me back, saying she should be home in about two more hours, which was a relief to me. I tucked my phone into the pocket of my sweatpants and took a drag of my cigarette, only to see three shadows walk in front of the solar light on the porch. I tossed the cigarette into the sand-filled flower pot, stepped into the house, shut and locked the back door behind me. I locked myself in my bedroom with the kids, and not even a moment had passed by before I heard the kitchen faucet turn on and dishes being moved. I slowly opened the bedroom door to see that no one was in the kitchen. I quickly hurried out there. I turned the faucet off before hauling ass back to my bedroom, scooping up the two kids in my arms and carrying them into the computer room. I ran back to my own room, grabbed pillows and blankets, and ran back to the computer room, where I proceeded to lock the door with the lock on the handle and the old-fashioned lock on top of the double doors. I laid out the blankets and pillows on the floor, placed the kids down, covered them up, and I laid on the couch for hours until I had fallen asleep at some point. I was very thankful that the room had a thick-ass blanket hanging over the window to act as a curtain. It was scary. I was on edge, but there was something about that specific room that made me feel safer. I woke up at about 7.30 the next morning to my brother-in-law knocking on the door. I didn't bother telling him what happened, just that the kids and I were watching TV in that room and had fallen asleep. I did, however, tell my sister about the incident when she had gotten home and trust me. She seemed terrified about the events that happened. Because she had come home later than she told me she was going to, due to her job being short on one staff member. There had been many times where one of us would see shadow figures in the children's bedroom, thinking it was my niece or nephew. We would run after them, only to find nothing. This was one of the consistent and reoccurring things that freaked us out. I can remember another day after that incident, when my brother and younger sister were at the house. They were going to stay the night. My niece was taking a nap in her bedroom. My older sister went in to check on her. The blanket that had been draped over my niece was now laying atop the space heater and her closet door that had been shut was standing wide open. Something wanted my little two-year-old niece to freeze to death. Something wanted us out of that damned house, and I wish we had gotten out at that point, but we ended up staying there for a few more months. I'm not sure what the hell was in that goddamn house, but I wish to hell that I never had to step one more foot in that place, because I have ghosts in my current house. Something has always been with me after moving out of that specific house. I don't mind the ghosts that I currently live with, because they don't really bother me. I know they're there, and that's what matters. I absolutely hated that house. I still do to this day. I hate it, and I never want to step foot into that place again, but my sister's ex-husband, niece and nephew, their other two brothers, and their stepmom all live in that house now. I've only been back there a few times to see my niece and nephew, and it still gave me the creeps, but they seem to be okay there, like nothing ever happened. Needless to say, my intuition has been on point since moving out of that house. The moment I get a bad feeling about something or, or a situation, 
I actively avoid it, so that I do not have to deal with the consequences. It doesn't matter whether anyone listening to this believes me or believes in the supernatural or not, because I do. I have proof of it. What happened in that house still gives me a bad feeling when I think about it. My nerves are almost shot from writing all of this down. This is legitimately the most horrifying experience that I have ever had. So screw that house, and screw ever going back there. I honestly cannot ever go back. And if I do, please, send a priest my way. And that was a collection of paranormal experiences written by the lovely, beautiful Nightmare for me. Um, I cannot think of a better way to celebrate Halloween Eve than sharing the terrifying paranormal experiences of such a good friend of mine. <laughs> Thank you so much, Beautiful Nightmare, for submitting this to me. I really do appreciate it. I know it took me a while to get this out here, but I wanted it for this day specifically, so hopefully you understand. I'm sure you do. And hopefully you all enjoyed this and aren't too busy being terrified of your own house and those strange noises you keep hearing in the back of your mind that you know are there, but keep pretending they're not. You know the ones. That creaky floorboard that randomly happens, but you're the only one in the house at the time. Anyway, I hope you all enjoyed this and would, you know, uh, honor me in joining the Nevermore. All you gotta do is hit that subscribe button, the bell icon next to it. Um, that makes you part of the Nevermore, and it brings me an immense sense of joy. So please do consider it. Uh, you don't have to, it's optional, but it is beyond appreciated. You can also stalk me on social media platforms that are all listed below. Check out my website where I post all my fiction stories that I write. And also support me over Patreon or Coffee. Again, completely optional, but genuinely appreciated. Uh, that all said, friends, I hope I will see you on the next video, which is tomorrow, which is Halloween. Which is going to be an amazing collection of three stories written by three of my favorite people. Who would be Beautiful Nightmare, again... <laughs> PA Nightmares, and Ghost Inc. All three of them are legitimately my favorite people out there, and I am so excited to have all three of their stories in one video. It's also going to feature Pumpkin Queen for Ghost Inc. story, so that'll be awesome. <laughs> yeah, uh, I hope you all have a beautiful day, and I will see you next time. But until then, sleep well. 